And then we'll do a clap sync in three, two, one. Beautiful. All right. Dude, we're recording a podcast episode again. It feels strange. Let's go. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of us, to be honest. It's like we got off this fan interaction and they were like, so I hope this doesn't mean that you think we're not going to go for weeks, right? <laughs> that's our mo like that's what we do i do feel like we'll try to be a little how, like I, I love how you're like you know it's been a while since we recorded an episode when deadly premonition was literally last week that we i know recorded. but doesn't that feel a little different it feels weird to me it feels like ages ago it does dude. it's been 84 years exactly um, we're here i feel like i'm 84 years old after that exactly oh speaking of 84 years old but this is not a real transition matt's here um hey wait what <laughs> <laughs> so welcome oh, back yeah. matt famous for such episodes as mass effect those are some hype ones yeah that was a big I was episode ask, matt was was that the last episodes that you joined us for was mass effect no i did uh i did the first week of cyberpunk and then dropped it oh, right. <laughs> i only played it for a week and then i was like this game's just buggy too buggy for me <laughs> yeah this hurts my feelings oh, um classic yes <clears throat> Oh, pocket this for later, but I did encounter, and Matt, you were there for this, one tunic bug, and it was the most bizarre thing. It will, you will understand later, as we explain later, why a tunic bug is so ridiculous and unfair yeah. and cruel. Um, but yeah, and so we were just like, okay, this game, and like the, the, the little bit of context I think it's worth understanding about this is that like... Is that we are the Tyranny of Thumbs <laughs> Gaming Podcast, Ooh. and we play a game each week, and then we talk about it. <laughs> Damn. Let's go. Uh, that's true. And also, um, what else? You should put our email. We played Tunic this yeah, week. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we played Tunic this week. It's true. Um, but more so rather that, like, we played Tunic all over different pockets of time for the last, like, three months. Is that fair? Yeah. This is true. Yeah. 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 I think if I know my timelines correctly, I bought this during the Steam fall sale last Thanksgiving time last year started playing it on my own because i didn't think that we'd play it for the podcast i personally really enjoyed it so i recommended it to james who then played it and was like this is fucking awesome yeah um and then basically we were also getting a lot of you guys lovely people lovely listeners writing in recommending that we play tunic uh writing in to our email such as tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com Right in. Yeah. Maybe the game you ask us to play will play, yeah. but no guarantees. Yeah, but actually, yeah, but actually, like, <laughs> if that's the, yeah, that's a low chance play there. But it's a, it's a play. It's possible. But so then there's actually some added elements of this too, because then I eventually catch like wind of this fact that everyone's played all this game and it seems fun, and we try to like organize how to like play it, and then. I catch wind that my mom's gonna visit, and I make her play Tunic with us <laughs> while she's here. <laughs> okay, so that's the start of that. And then at some point during this, I'm like messaging Matt, being like, "Wait, like this kind of seems up your alley." Or maybe you message, "I forget what the fuck." But at some point, it becomes clear that it's kind of up Matt's alley too. And we're like, "Well, maybe this could be an alignment moment." Yeah, so. it kind of it's snowballed. So basically, McCoy told me that you guys were gonna do it probably like last week, maybe 10 days ago, and I just slammed it. <laughs> and so I, I already finished the game. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Holy shit. And I we're all in different places. We were too. right, and it was, in fact, up your alley. Yeah, that's it, like it, it fucking was sucked. indeed. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of slammed it as well when I started playing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm on the last boss, I think. Unless there's yeah. another boss afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. That's we're all in different places, too. And so maybe, like, we'll sort of get into that a little bit because we're sort of dancing around it for so many different reasons. Um, and I think the first reason is that we kind of wanted to create at least a little section today where we talked about what you might expect if you would be so interested in playing this sort of game. Um, because the act of communicating about this game will instantly start to spoil part of its joy, which is that it's very much a game of discovering what the fuck is going on and what the mm-hmm. fuck does in what. In fact, a lot of people wrote in saying that, in a way, Tunic is a lot like Outer Wilds in that it is hard to talk about without having to spoil. Mm. Um, mm. We're going to attempt... We're going to play this... We're going to finish the game in for next week's recording, talk about the whole game, spoilers and all. And maybe we'll even talk about some spoilers today, maybe. But I think we want to start out talking about it with no spoilers, if it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, like, I guess what I would just say is that the, if you've heard already how this sort of caught essentially almost like viral fire among us in different ways, right, as it started to snowball out of control, like... I think it's worth understanding that it at least has some level of quality and merit just from that alone. Um, And I would sort of sit there and go like, okay, but how do you sell this game though without spoiling it to people? Like how can we do it? Cause right. Cause when games like this come to us and specifically when the outer wilds came to us um, and came to me like 17,000 times over like the years between when it released and when I'd played, everyone kept saying, Oh, outer wilds is amazing. They could never like say in words why. Because they were always afraid of spoiling mm-hmm. it. But then the result of it, it was like, this is an amazing game, but I have no way to communicate that to you. So it's just going to like die on your list of shame. There's just no way it stands a chance to to exist. And so I sort of wonder if we can try to do maybe a little better of a job to like sell this game to the right person. So who do you think the right person for a game like this is? If you liked old school Zelda, mm. you should probably pick this up. Mm. I feel like that's the first sell. Hmm. Yeah. Am I wrong? That's that's how we thought Matt might like it. Yeah, I I think I have a great analogy for this game. It's Link's Awakening. Probably some people have played the remake of Link's Awakening, which is uh, kind of like a cutesy, pretty easy, short Zelda game. And then I played that uh, bef- while. Uh, playing Layers of Fear and to avoid playing Layers of Fear. <laughs> hey, I actually sort of remember that. Like, uh, maybe somewhere. Link's Awakening X Dark Souls X like a decoding treasure hunt. Wow. Yeah. I think that's the that's kind of the ingredients that go into Tunic. Yeah. 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 And it it plays with games literacy. Um, and like game video game, like history in this really kind of beautiful in way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, a I don't know. I think that you yeah, did a good job, think... but uh, yeah. describing it, it's, it's a weird one to describe. It is a weird one. Yeah. 
Sorry, go ahead. And I, and I think the try to like also build on to that, like how do you sell this game? I want to also pose the question to all of you guys with how this game plays on games literacy. Mm. Is it a good game to recommend to somebody new to video games? Yeah. Or is it a game that you recommend to people who are veterans at this? Like, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, James, what do you think? I think that... I think that it's good for both in different ways. Because um, hmm. I think that this is a great game to... Well, hmm. I think, I think that this is a difficult game to pick up as your... As, like, one of your first video games, for sure. Like, it's... It, yeah. I think that... I mean, first of all, it's it's just, like skill is required <laughs> yeah um right. you you need yeah. to learn and you need to get pretty good at this game to beat it um and so that's like the more games you have played the more you can build on that skill set to to develop you know mastery of these systems um but also, and then also like the the playing with 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 games history and games literacy like gives you this kind of wonderful experience of like recognizing things and 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 recognizing when they're playing with your expectations but also um for a new person this is a great game to like show like what is possible like what the the thrill of yeah. discovery is not like necessarily common in games i would say um at least not not at the kind of rate that it happens in this game and i think that that's a really wonderful experience for a new a person new to games to kind of prove you know prove positive that that games are good <laughs> you know yeah games yeah. are worth your time mm -hmm. um, yeah I, cool. in terms of whether i'd recommend it as a f early game for someone who ha maybe hasn't played a lot of games it i feel like it kind of depends on the person if there's someone yeah. who can kind of persevere through some pretty challenging right. parts of the game because a lot of like boss fights and even like when you're first learning to s attack like certain people just in the in the overworld yeah. it can be frustrating and if you don't have like the the perseverance may i mean it could be that's why you don't enjoy video games to start with but mm. yeah i think the the cuteness of the game kind of yeah. goes a long way to make maybe having someone give it a try and and if they really enjoy the like the vibe in the game then they might stick with stick through playing through some of the difficult moments and it could also potentially like give them a pretty quick uh learning curve and they actually improve a lot at video games in general just based on their effort in this game right like yeah. if it's like essentially like if it's too hard and then they quit then it's like okay unfortunate but if it's like if if they're willing to like persevere then you could learn quickly because this game is not going to let you not yeah essentially i could see it going two ways like either a person like falls in love with that 
what James was talking about, that like joy of discovering stuff. Mm-hmm. Or they get stuck on like an early boss and just basically give up or don't open it again. Yeah. I I I agree. I would consider this game to be just unironically hard. Like I I think like this game was taxing my skill often. Mm. Um and uh I'm not the best player, is this, but is this like all just for clarification, like is this for all skill like combat and like figuring stuff out or is it just like one particular vein? Okay, I'm talking specifically about well, okay, so the thing is I played this with at minimum one person watching me as co-pilot, if not two, being my mom, right? And I was selling it to her like, hey, like we're going to have to figure this out because like we're going to have to put our heads together. And so in that regard, I I sort of I think shortcut some of the discovery difficulty. Um but I think that could have been hard for me just as a solo person. But mm-hmm. but in that context alone, I did want to mention like the way I would sort of describe the discovery in this game when it comes to how it interfaces with uh, games literacy is it's sort of like, um, if they call it a crossword puzzle, like what's that shit that all our parents do, bro? You know what I mean? That like, like Will Shorts Sudoku. or whatever. Yeah, like, it's like Sudoku. That's a crossword puzzle. <laughs> That's a crossword. Yeah, Sudoku is the number version, but then crossword's like the one with without the numbers, with the, the words. With the but words. Like, yeah. With the words. Yeah. <laughs> no, but here's all what I mean. across each it, other. It's at, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, listen, I don't play such games as this. Okay? No, that's very I'm an clear. <laughs> I play difficult games that don't make me. And then, you know, like all of our parents are always just like, and this makes you smarter. And I'm like, well, there's something going wrong with me with the games I'm playing. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, um, but the reason why it's like this is that games literacy essentially like is the skill of like the cultural knowledge you need to pull into a crossword puzzle. And so, if someone was new and they didn't have the foundation of games literacy, then it feels like they're dealing with so many less tiles filled in in their sort of like puzzle solving thing. Whereas I feel like because we can sit there and go, oh, well, you know, Zelda kind of does it like this or Dark Souls kind of does it like this. It's like we've ended up putting in a bunch of words to that crossword puzzle and some of them just pop out for free just because of games literacy, like helping us through the puzzle. And then because those words pop out for free, now we're in the part where like other things start to pop out for free. And it's not all like that, but there's a significant part of that that I look at and go, God damn, if I did not have that game's literacy, I would be sitting here at a blank crossword puzzle, which I've done in my life. And it's referencing movies I've never heard of and actors I've never heard of. And I'm going, oh, fuck. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I think that part is probably also difficult, but I think we were greatly helped by our like games literacy and experience um, in that regard. So that plus the combat's hard i think this is a hard game like hmm. that's i would i would say that because like you know and, and matt matt referenced this one time when we were playing the other day but he was like i have a giant notepad and like <laughs> there's shit on this <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the way i think probably um that yeah. maybe some co-pilots word so. to the wise definitely get your paint app open early <laughs> yeah. and uh start taking some notes it's it's definitely a game that makes you think both in terms of the combat and also in terms of uh like puzzle solving and figuring out what you're supposed to do next so like with combat making sure you're like using the right that that's kind of why i talked about like 
mentioned Dark Souls. It's it has elements of Link's Awakening. I think that's like probably the closest one to one comparison. But Link's Awakening does not make you like uh use invincibility frames to dodge yeah. certain boss attacks and and so I think the combat aspect of it is much harder. And then it's also not as handholdy in terms of directing where you're supposed to be going. So I agree it's it's a game that is difficult, especially if it's like your first go around. But you can kind of learn how to approach certain enemies and approach certain puzzles, and it gets easier, I think, the deeper into the game you get. Mm. Just because you have the mm-hmm. knowledge of, okay, this this item works well against this kind of attack, or like, oh, this is a puzzle kind of similar to what another puzzle was in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And they and they do do a lot of like cutting edge game design to walk the line between like mysterious and unclear and you found the solution like they do so much to like walk that (laughs) that line of like oh it is kind of suggesting for me to go check this out in this way but i just but i could have missed that but i sort of didn't for some reason you know what i mean and there's some things yeah you just straight miss but (laughs) um but yeah i I mean i think that i think that they they did a really good job of like like hiding stuff and some stuff you just you just get and you see and some stuff you miss for a while and mm-hmm. come back and find it later you know i i, I don't yeah. know i yeah i think that that's just you know really good game design yeah it feels very like you know how metroidvanias are always famous for like you get the the tool that helps you traverse the thing that you couldn't do it before you get so you can go back to a previous level that i mean oh hey now this door i can bomb it and open it right yeah i would describe this as a metroidvania for sure absolutely i could see that yeah it it also definitely has game elements like that yeah it does but interestingly enough it also has this sort of what james was describing which is like you yourself will come back with essentially new tech in your mind yeah it's like it was always possible to do this you just didn't know how Yes. And there's so much of that. And that's why, by the way, I haven't seen it yet, but I cannot fucking wait. We should do it all together. We should watch a speedrun of this game together. I what they must do. I was gonna do. just say that. Yeah. Damn. With all of the like basically from what I gather, like all of the game knowledge you need to get to the end game is right in front of you. You just have to discover how the means to get there. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes it's right in front of you in such a way that like they show it to you in such a cutesy way. Like you'll just go through the normal trajectory for, you know, you'll go through the mines, uh, you know, whatever. And not actually, but like, you know, sort of like you'll go through a whole sequence of the game and you'll come out of that sequence and you'll be like, is this suggesting that I could have just stepped left instead of right here and it's all done? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, it'll just <laughs> blow your mind. And, and honestly, and the yeah. answer so- is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I- and, yeah, go ahead. One, I think a really important part of this game that we haven't mentioned directly yet is the guidebook that it mm-hmm. gives you in the game. Yep. Which is, yep. I think, what makes it totally unique from other games. Yes, and Matt, I have a theory about sort of part of this. There, there's a famous interview with the Dark Souls director where he said that like one of... Because they always ask him, why are your stories so fucking confusing? 
and your worlds are so fucking confusing and they said that in a nicer way but that's the question and he just looks and then goes huh. and that's it yeah <laughs> he just like yeah he's like sorry you need to like fast travel back to me to get the answer um but like no uh he just said like that he really enjoyed reading like crazy fantasy fiction novels um in another language he would read them in english but he didn't know english very well and so he would be like trying to understand what's going on and there would be these like giant pockets that he didn't understand and he just thought that feeling was so cool of like you don't understand large parts of it but you're trying to piece it together and um i feel like there's an element here of that in the guidebook maybe it's the other way where you the majority of it you don't understand and there's only some that you do rather than like whatever he was talking about but it, it struck me as that um I mean, we can go into that explaining the guidebook a little bit, but it's it's an old school, like you would get this shit with your video game back in the day from EB Games or some shit. Yeah, in the in the mm-hmm. jewel case type. Yeah, type guidebook. And and it's yeah, I never grew up with that era of gaming. I mean, like the the like little booklet in the jewel case. Like I I I do remember like writing down cheat codes on a sticky note and like it gets all old and leathery and wrinkled like i think i did that for like star wars episode three like just have unlimited sith powers (laughs) yep exactly um but like i also think like it's an element like of video games when you like go to a store to pick up like a magazine that might have like tips to like how to you know do a certain combo in a yeah. game or like how to yeah. you know ways to defeat a boss um super mario 64 official guidebook yeah dude the official mm-hmm. guidebooks from fuck what was that prima from prima bro yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so you piece yeah. that together in the game by like discovering these pages um mm-hmm is that too far? I don't know. Um, like, Well, I was going to say, like, I think we're, like, starting to slide. I, I feel like this is where we go, this is your non-spoilery section ending. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to probably start drifting into, like, actually unlocking what this game is about. But probably so just this is... really early game stuff, mostly. Yes. yes. Right. And, and we'll do some explaining, too. So if you're, like, not afraid of a couple of spoilers here and there to try to get a better picture of the game, that's fine, too. Um, but I would just say, like... Before we fully leave the spoiler section, I just want to say, like, this is a really fun game to decipher. You know, it is a fun game to pick apart, it is a fun game to spoil for yourself, not, you know, to rather, learn, not to not learn. spoil for yourself, but to play, like, right, to, just right. to do. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean, and not what I said. <laughs> 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 do as and, I do, uh, not how I say exactly oh it's so unfortunate um for a podcaster but but just that rather like i just really did want to get that across and that i think it's a challenge and you should come here with the intention of like being what did they say elena alive awake alert enthusiastic (laughs) um it's it's a song but um it's just like you know like, for example, like we were making fun of this earlier in a, in a kind way, but like I had watched a friend play a video game over the weekend and he was just super tired and he want, didn't want to read in the tutorials and he just kept skipping everything. And I was sort of like, you know, this might not be the right time because you're going to want to know how to play like that is going to be <laughs> helpful to you. And so, like, you have to come up with the right frame of mind for this game. You have to be ready to decipher a puzzle. You have to be ready to be stuck. You have to be ready to be curious, be curious. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it will reward that a lot. It's also very challenging too. But if those two things together sound good to you, then like come at the right time and enjoy it. So, mm -hmm. okay, we can we can do the spoiler section now. Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think like the the interesting part, like just sliding in, is like this game literally just drops you into the world with zero explanation, zero cutscenes zero like no words on a scream saying like a long time ago in a world far away there was a fox or anything like that like it just drops you in the world and you get going and the first thing that you find as you're traversing through the world is you find a page of what is i guess like the core part of this game which is the guidebook that we've just talked about but you piece it together page by page yeah. yeah and they're hidden throughout the world and and they're just like clearly like this every time you get a page you feel like the potential of such great direction being locked in in front of you it's not going to be all the answers but it could be a lot of them and so you're just so hungry for them and you'll find them around but you also find them like in places you can't access and you'll just be staring at them the whole game just being like please like that page right there it rubbing be... your body all over the wall <laughs> being like is this an invisible wall i don't know well and so that's that's now that we're talking lightly about spoilers but like you'd learn this very early is this is absolutely a game of perspective like they will hide shit behind stuff because you have a fixed camera in the sky that's what isometric um yeah and so they'll be like you know behind this wall it turns out is a hidden path that is specifically designed in such a way that you cannot see it but it's it's you know we've talked about this a lot in other games like uh you know god of war will ruin some of the like the it, it wasn't brave enough to ditch the like chest underneath the stairs so like you're having this incredibly emotional like moment in god of war and then you're like hold on i know you're feeling that way but let me just go around to the behind these stairs and perhaps behind that cave because i think there might be 25 experience um <laughs> and like it's it's like it, it's just like that sort of mechanic that gamer instinct that's games literacy right there that like they want me to go this way so i'm gonna go the opposite way because that's where the secret is is like the fundamental concept of this game it's all over the place um and in a really rewarding and like fun way but that's what yeah. they mean by rubbing your nose against everything because you need to know whether you can go there you can't see it but you walk into there. every wall swing your sword <laughs> at the wall <laughs> roll into the wall roll into the wall everything yeah everything and there's so much of that and it's just everywhere. And I think that's a little bit what James was referencing earlier when he was like, you'll walk back into the same place and you will know differently how they're fucking with you perspective wise. So maybe you yeah. could actually get around this place doing some other thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Or like how to, you know, how to get through uh, something that was that you had no idea before. Right. <clears throat> how to unlock doors or something, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and, the, the yeah. Sorry. The other thing about this guidebook is, even when they're giving you the answer, they're not just giving you the answer. Right. Because yeah, all the I'd say like I don't know ninety five percent of the words that are in these guidebooks, they're just r like a runic language that you can't read. Yeah, and so a sense right. will often be like runic, 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 runic. 15 runic 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 yeah 
<laughs> cathedral and you're like right all right yeah. you're like, <laughs> okay. <have> some word. <laughs> and and yeah. yeah as you play like you're able to with the context of either other pages or if you find something in the world you're able to piece together like oh okay this page is for this specific place that i'm in now and i only understand that now because i'm seeing like the landmarks that are on that one page that i have right yeah and, and like it's and it's a lot of that like oh like oh and that's the other thing bro the, it, obviously it's all digital right this handbook it's not physical however there is like a player that has been writing in this mm-hmm. and there's little bits and hints and it's usually for the trickier stuff mm-hmm. um but occasionally it's just hints and things and they're trying to figure it out like they're doing some little math or they're drawing little symbols or they're just so they're sort of giving you a bit of your scratch paper it reminds me of like when i was doing like math like assignments you know where they'd be like show your work and i'd be like okay it's so all like writing all the equations out it's a little bit of show your work that's going on in this guidebook um and you just have to sort of like piece together like both what the guidebook is saying not not in english and then sometimes in english with these sorts of circles and highlights and arrows and and so you might go into a map and go okay he's put x's all over this but what do they mean? Like, I'm going to go walk up to one of these X's and see what happens. So it turns out that's a spike, which was interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like if you borrowed a, a game guidebook from, like, the public library. Yeah. Right. And yeah, someone's yeah. just been writing all these notes, and you're like, I don't really get exactly what they're saying here, but it must be important. Yeah, I find There is, it... like, a particular... Oh, no, no, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say there's a particular page that has like a bunch of coffee ring stains on yeah. it. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that puzzle's gonna be something. <laughs> exactly. That's really awesome. Yeah, and in fact, like actually, this idea of like renting this from the public library, I think, is actually like now that you're saying that, it's like locking in because something I saw today that I hadn't seen before, and this is somewhat of a spoiler, but I don't know what to do with it is just that if you hit load game, which I never had done before, there's a save that already exists there that is like in some other weird area and has like max level and has all this currency and has all this insane shit going on there. Like you got this shit from the public library and someone else had played a bunch already. Um, Huh. I did not know that. And so I don't know what it does or, and I, I, but like, what the fuck? Like you just look at that (laughs) and that feeling of hitting load game and not having it be like, a bunch of empty saves and having it be instead like the person you're loaning that like yo please do not delete my pokemon save bro i'm le- i'm giving you red but if you delete like you know what i mean it's like shit like that um there is that sort of feel so same with the guidebook too there's like someone has played this game already a bit is is a bit of the vibe here and, and i don't know how much of that i haven't beat the game yet i don't know how much of that they go into so far they've essentially gone into it none it's all just fourth wall stuff hmm. um but it's there as intrigue and it's it's interesting that that part has like a little bit of a you guys played doki doki for the podcast right mm-hmm. yeah right it has yes. a little bit of like the just monica finding a save file on your computer <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you're just like whoa that's sacred you're like like um how did that get there yeah why is there like, someone like, else's like, save on my computer exactly it's <laughs> Hello, Matt. You're like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it just it does feel a bit like 
like a used game in a way which is just like a really mm. interesting old school feel um yeah it's 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 really interesting it's one of those so james said this to me where he was like mccoy you should play this game it's really good however i don't know if you in particular will like it and i was like interesting and that was the framework with which i used to like play this game at first and i think it's a really fitting framework in the sense of like <laughs> like it I, and i was thinking the reverse of it by the way james I, the whole time i was playing it, i was like james fucking loved that like the, the way that you fucking, <laughs> the way you walk underneath that fucking you know like waterfall or the way you fucking you know just like just rub your nose against the right thing and then dip into a a path hidden passageway that like mm-hmm. existed in the wall and then whip out for a chest and you're just like damn i'm like oh james would have fucking loved that mm-hmm. so let me ask that james are you you were loving that part right like this oh this my was god it was it was so <laughs> addictive it was just like so much fun i was loving all of that for sure yeah 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 so then like okay Did, like i guess like it's really clear that you have a lot of a lot of respect for this game, you know, having played it a bunch now. Um, mm. Do you think that my assessment was right that like this game is like worth playing, but also like maybe not one hundred percent like for you? I think it's so flawless. Like I'm gonna use it in my review. Like I think it's like you fucking nailed it so hard that I <laughs> I can't I, like I I am catching up to your perspective of me in this regard <laughs> to do it. Um, like no it's fucking perfect like this game seriously like is so it just oozes quality and interest and unique and different and like for us to sit here like fucking five years into a gaming podcast that we've already been playing games for at least five more years before that it's like to sit there and to go into a game and be like all right this is sort of like one of these games that you know I'll have to figure it out on the fly and then to like be using all of my gamer literacy to like get me really far and go, okay, well half this game is just me discovering things I already knew then to get to that other, once that stops of like, okay, now I actually am exactly where I'm literally like completely on the fly trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Like this is completely different. It's completely new. It's very cool. And then also sitting there going, so that's all the praise we've given it, right? And we can give it plenty more, and I'm sure we will. But then to go back and be like, but it's also an isometric game. <laughs> like, and I don't like love those the most. And it's like the combat is Dark Souls-like, but it's not Dark Souls exactly. And I don't quite love it as much. And it's like, but then, you know, it's like it feels very clearly like someone else loves this game more than me, but that does not stop me from recognizing that it's just really something like really mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. so hopefully that answers your question but yeah like I, I don't sit there and go this game should have been more like my taste i just because especially because i think it's honestly actually and i wonder if people think this i think the zelda influences or something i played a lot of zelda back in the day but i haven't like kept up with it as much like it doesn't speak to me as much as, as say like say dark souls does so I wonder if that aspect to me is like something that I'm like not as like it's just not a hundred percent my jam. Like it's not bad. It's it's great even. It's just like you know when something's your jam and you just literally it's on fire. Um and I feel like it's this game is just not quite that for me. Um mm-hmm. but 
I will say second half they're playing now, now that I've really settled in it, I'm enjoying it more and more and more. I feel like yeah. as I'm like settling and I've accepted the combat, I've accepted my style, I know how to hit people, I'm doing isometric a little better. So yeah, that's my long winded response there, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and I, so yeah, I think it's kind of similar to like I mentioned it's not it's not like it's similar to modern Zelda games, like it's not even really comparable to Breath of the Wild or anything like that, but I think that um it kind of speaks to the old 2D Zelda games. I think Link Link's Awakening cuz I I played the remake recently. It's just so blatantly like takes inf- inspiration from that style of game, I think. Yeah. But yeah. then I think this one has like a higher level of skill expression. Yeah. And I think even like I could see Tunic having at least some replay value. Where like I don't know, most Zelda games for me, I'm not gonna replay it after beating the story. You know? Like it's kind of an adventure and you go on that adventure and you're like, Good. Like I've done the adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, you know what I okay, wait, wait, can I say this real quick? Because this is just like I feel like actually like one of the really interesting aspects of this game is trying to connect it to things tell me if this this feels like it is is it for me one of the aspects this game was made for people the really hardcore community of people who played zelda randomizers speed runs do you know what i'm Those saying so cool <laughs> like, but it's so confusing it's if you've never played the zelda games yeah i think like, I, I mean i think that this game is made for that community for sure but it's it's not like just made for them, you know, right. it's like, but right. like it, it definitely appeals to that group. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like looking at that game and going, nobody is making a Zelda randomizer game. It's a mod that some motherfucker made. Like, and it's, they're like, kind of like, well, it's kind of a fun thing. We can make something like that in an official capacity. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know that, that they were looking at Zelda randomizers and were like, we want to make that, but like a real game. Like that feels like a little bit too deep into the mind palace. You know what I mean? Like that's where I live. That <laughs> that's 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 not the right analogy. It doesn't actually make sense, but I feel like it it gets the vibe of what I meant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not literally that, but yeah. it you know, it can have a feel of that. I think I think that it's just that both of these things appeal to the same group of people yeah. that love that kind of game. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like wanted it to be, you know, that love like Zelda games but want it to be that much harder, you know. Um yeah. Yeah. And and they wouldn't Yeah, speaking Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, I was just gonna say like they wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. It's not literally that game because that game is totally different and wild and like, but it has that feeling of like I'm entering into Zelda, but I have no idea what the fuck is in front of me. But I mm-hmm. do know, and what order it's gonna come back because I'm sitting there like passing all these hooks and I'm like, so there's this thing called the hook shot, and I don't know if it's called the <laughs> hook shot, but I called it that as a kid. Now I'm like sitting there going. Is it the grapple hook? Like, what is it actually called? I remember it being called the hook shot. I think it's called and the like, hook shot. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, well, so see that hook over there? Like, we're going there, bro. Like, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and once we go there, we're going to the next one. You see that? Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, but when though? And you have to go through like the whole section 
where you see those hooks everywhere and you know like this is going to be the sickest exit to this section once i get the hook shot like you're just thinking that the whole time <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and then the- you just start like panicking in your head being like there's gotta be something that i've missed let me comb through the last area a tenth time <laughs> just to be sure <laughs> <laughs> and that's the part of the game that i think is kind of divisive it's like you have to be ready to comb through some shit you already combed through just to make sure you didn't miss it or do a really diligent job the first time and if you don't you are fucking yourself really hard like you really should try your best you won't be perfect but you should try your best to like figure out what the fuck is going on what you have access to what your options are like if you're not heads up on that you're in trouble like yeah it's it's one of the things i struggle with i think with these games especially ones that are kind of like discover the mechanic or like discover the the gimmick to the puzzle um i think what i end up doing to myself is i end up playing on like super hard mode where i'm just like automatically thinking like the developer has made some like insane answer to this puzzle where i have to stand in place for 60 seconds maybe hold this button maybe hold this button and that's the only way i can get this clear mechanic that's gonna like get me into the next level right when in reality i think like a lot of the stuff for like progression in this game is very clearly like out in the open or like very clearly obvious of like like when you get the hook shot and you go into that one room and you see the item. You're like, okay, this is an important item that I should be grabbing. Like, you don't really... It's not like you had to really hunt all that deep for the hook shot at all. Right. But before I got up to that point, I'm like, yeah, just combing every single thing. Being like, these hooks are everywhere. I must have missed it at this point. <laughs> like, Dude, I have a perfect example for this. Um, because... Matt was helping us last night with this, like, there's a section uh, where there's, like, on the map, there's four skulls. And he was, like, helping us with understanding this. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm trying to solve this puzzle. Um, And, like, I feel like what Zoe's trying to describe is, like, you kind of find three of them pretty fast. And Mm -hmm. then the fourth one is hidden just so beautifully. Um, And it's a perspective thing. But, like, in Zoe's mind, she's sitting there going, well, I found three, so the fourth one could literally be anywhere on the entire map, and I'm now going to have to check every corner in the whole map. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm going to go back to the start and kick this fucking skull across the entire universe, right? Up some ladders. You know what's hilarious about this is all I said, I was very subtle with my my help. All I said was... McCoy, look at that map again. Right. And then he looked at the map. He's like, huh, what's this mean? Ooh, hold on. Is it talking about this? Is it talking? Oh, wait, there's another one of these over here. Like, I literally gave him no info, and he immediately was, like, problem solving the whole thing yeah. and, like, deduced exactly what I meant just with, like, two words. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> or three words. And it's funny, too, because, like, that is not a spoiler at all but it's funny because it's like it did put me on the path to like solve it and then i'm sitting there going like he literally said nothing like literally nothing like and yet it just the freedom i think and the joy of knowing like it is worthwhile to pursue this is like sometimes freeing and and wonderful and all you need is to just be like 
because sometimes if you're you're sitting there totally blind you're like i could waste a lifetime <laughs> trying to figure yeah this if thing you don't out. know if you don't know like how big the problem space is then that that's like really limiting in your ability to actually solve the problem yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah and and what i would say is that just to that point like most of the problem spaces in this game is really small yeah um so if you see a chest and you're like how the fuck am i gonna get there they will of course have chests that will taunt you for the whole game there's one right in the start (laughs) how the fuck do i get there it's right by the main staircase dude there's a in the last fucking page of the uh of the manual there's a hint and i don't understand it and i'm mad (laughs) (laughs) we should put our heads together james maybe we can figure something (laughs) that's that's the beauty the beauty of the manual it's like there's all these things, but I can't figure out what it means. Yeah, and you're like, please, what does it mean? And and that's the same with talismans, right? Of course, like the talismans are like, what the fuck does any of this do? And you're mm-hmm. like, should I even? I roll around half the game with talismans on that I don't understand, and I'm just hoping they're going to divine <laughs> into my brain what's happening. <laughs> I think I think there's a so few cute. that I turned on early in the game that I might even still have on, and I'm not sure what they do. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, I think this one makes me do more damage because it has a sword on it, but I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And there's one that has a sword on it that does not do more damage. I just want you to know, and that is unfortunate. <laughs> oh, I believe that, and I'm probably using it. Yeah, it's 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 just like, but so so like the majority of the problems though are have a small problem space. Like I, I think the majority of chests that you see right down there, but not quite right here, you can get to way easier than you think yeah and it's easy for my brain to go well later when i come back on this different path i'll run by that chest and that is true sometimes um rarely but true and sometimes you need a different item metroidvania style rarely but true but most of the time it's right there so instead of like letting yourself do like the Zoe's brain thing where she was like, well, it could be literally anywhere on the map. She actually says, but th- that concept we talked I about. I could just mm-hmm. stand here for 60 seconds and maybe that'll solve the problem. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> but actually, have I tried standing one screen over for 60 seconds? Right. Okay. Exactly. Let me try another yeah. screen over for 60 Also, when I tell you, like, you know, and obviously, like, major mechanic spoilers. So, like, I don't know, skip ahead 20 seconds, listener, if you don't want it. But, like, I'm holding down the button that you need to like pray mm-hmm. that like unlocks a lot yeah. of stuff. I'm doing that everywhere. everywhere yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. you learn about it, the f- like at a certain point, then you're like, I got to do it on every single statue I see. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it feels like honestly we were taking care of um. Elena's I wonder if dog. I've missed a lot of things that I can pray on. Interesting. Right. You gotta go right? back and find out. <laughs> no, your exa- face on it. No, it literally is like oh. I feel like a dog. Where I'm just like, okay, so I learned to sit, and you're eating some food. What if I sit now? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, will you give me food? Okay, didn't work. Uh, well, anyways, I'll I'll sit later. It's like that's what the prey is. Mm-hmm. You just start sitting around and hoping you're gonna get food. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes you do, and you're like, God damn. Um, so yeah, and, and that's the sort of things where like that prey thing is a is a key bind that you could do at any point. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. but you you and don't learn tried about a bunch it until later. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? And you've tried some shit. You pressed some buttons. You know, you've familiarized yourself. You so yeah. thought, and and it it you've had your oh. spells reflected off of certain materials when you're trying to solve 
you know, what the fuck they do. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you've um you've accidentally pressed the menu button like fifteen different times and then tried to back out by and then equip something and then just like been very confused and like looking around like guys, I think I think I'm watching a stream of the game because nothing I just pressed made any sense to me. Um But yeah, like and, and so then once you learn that you can do that, it just like it creates this like fire in the back of your brain of like, is there anything else that I'm missing? And like yeah. there is some that you're missing mm-hmm. still. I'm not sure if it's in the same vein exactly. Um but there's just always stuff you're missing and 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 so yeah but okay yeah i i just find it very like um just so interesting like hearing all of you guys and your experiences like what parts of the game each of us is like playing on hard mode for a sense because like james didn't you say that you didn't find the shield for like forever yes in the game oh god (laughs) yes i did not find the shield forever uh i beat a lot of the game (laughs) well i beat a lot of the early game without the shield um and i was like just dodge rolling um and it was very difficult (laughs) to like uh eating crows crows without the shield holy hell Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i did find the shield and i still played a majority of the early game just dodge rolling (laughs) Oh yeah, I, did not I mean, use I'm playing the shield early on. <laughs> because I because I played so much without the shield, like my I always forget that I have the shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um well, it's very like you get into the Dark Souls like I'm going to hit the rolls mentality. Yes. yes. Exactly. And, and it's it's there. Yeah. It's there. Um, but those crows though, d- just use the shield guys yeah just, just use the shield like use the shield grab them do something like you know yeah. don't don't just roll away from them and then i mean you can do that you can do that it just takes a long time <laughs> that, that's one of the things i think i found a lot about this game because people talk about it i think correctly where they say like you want to find the right thing to do for the right person completely agree and then there's like some level of like and you can outskill a lot of things by doing this sort of middle ground like if you just like hit the perfect roll timings and hit the perfect attack timings and just like play it super clean then yeah you can do a lot um but every once in a while you'll find like the combo where like hi i wonder if i try this on that guy that is like the anti-combo where you just start getting styled on like it just for whatever reason it's not a good combo and all your skill just dissipates and you just get owned like (laughs) Like, that's, like, there are just some enemies that if you try certain tactics, like, you're like, dude, this is totally going to work. Like, it is not going to work. Like, it is not going to work, and you're going to suffer. Yeah. Um, That's that's why I think it'll be interesting if, once we're all done with the game, if we watch a speedrun of it to see, like, is a speedrunner just brute forcing it with, like, dodge rolls and then sword? Or... Do they have different strategies for certain enemies? I'm sure they do. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. There's apparently a... There's apparently a parry mechanic. Yes, in this I game. did not yep. use it. Maybe even I, I, time. I don't know how to do it. I've been trying to get the timing down and I can't get it. Oh my god. I discovered that by just like just like, I don't know, running around like in that just mashing buttons. And I was like, what is that animation? <laughs> oh, what was that? Dude, what was that is a large portion of this game. I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I hit the button a few times, watched the animation come out, 
uh, you know, of the character. And I was like, I'm never going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it's like, what's hilarious too is like, think about how deep this goes. Cause there's a talisman that I so learned it increases the parry timing window but like bro you have to first know there is a parry you have to know how to do it and then you have to like use this talisman and figure out more parry frames and the symbols do not really suggest that so it's just like damn dude like i i look at that talisman and i'm just like you were not for me like uh, we were not going to be (laughs) and that's probably like the strongest talisman in the game (laughs) definitely yeah yeah because i'm sure it's amazing i'm sure the the and so maybe that's what's being so that's the thing like like that's what i actually just quickly a side tangent into speedruns which this game is so clearly designed for speedruns and i'm so happy we're getting back into a game that's sort of in that vein even though they mostly all are in some weird way but like i love different speedruns for like what they force out of their players like some of them it turns out that the best way because like you could imagine different ways it would go down for tunic it could be it turns out that you know you you actually can like skip most of the game by just having sick nasty knowledge of where the secret passageways are and then you use that to like skip giant sequences and so that's cool from a knowledge perspective or from a skill expression perspective it's a little disappointing because you skipped all this hard shit that i'd love to see you like own um and like sometimes it's like oh it turns out this is actually the button sequence you need you just like need to buy five bombs and use it on this guy at the right time so you can get the best weapon in the game and now you just choose everyone okay so like and that's cool to see it solved in that way so you're watching them solve the like the game and like the the run but then some speed runs just require you to be insanely fucking good like that's just that's just the answer the answer is just you perfect parry everything or you die like that's the speed run and like dark souls is kind of like that and i i think of that because of obviously the connections to this game but there are these rings or these talismans here that are very equivalent to the red tear stone ring and the blue tear stone ring um which are the names for these things in dark souls they have other names in other games but what they are is like you get a boost to attack or a boost to defense when you're low and so because of this boost to attack when you're low because of that concept like that is the thing that speedrunners must use to beat all of the bosses they have to be at like one hit from death to get this extra attack bonus so that they can kill the bosses really fast so they can be fast and so it forces them to play this fucking insanely clean game like just (laughs) disgustingly clean where they are dodging everything and um I fucking love that. I fucking love that. Like, I'm so happy that that game ended up being that instead of being like, well, it turns out you just do this to sequence break, which is super cool in its own regard. But I just like, I love, I love it when speedruns force skill expression in the most intense way. And that's like, well, the fastest way is just don't get hit. LOL. It's like, damn, just fucking damn. So yeah, I'm excited to see what this one is, to be honest, because I have no, it's probably, I've, I have no idea. I have no idea what the speedrun of this game is, to be honest. Right, because, like, how many items do you need, you know? Yeah. Right? What what things do you actually have to get? I, I don't even remember, <laughs> like, what things <laughs> I had to get and, like, what was just knowledge. <clears throat> like, especially if you know the shortcuts at yeah. the start. Right. Like, do you need the item that gets you through all the way of this? Do you need the hookshot? Like, probably, but maybe not. Maybe I not. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like the developers of this game knew... 80 to 90 percent of what the speed room is going to be and i don't think they can ever truly know all of it 
and no developer can seemingly really can really do that. Um, and in fact, the speedrunning community seems to sort of reject that because you constantly see them go, okay, so we had a speedrun strat on 1.0 and it worked like this and it was kind of broken and the developers saw that and they fixed it. So we stay at 1.0. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Isn't you. that like what they did with Dark Souls, like Dark Souls 1 back in the day? I don't know. Like, probably. I know that there was like a famous glitch that you have to do to get to... I think it was Sense Fortress or to like to surpass Sense Fortress or something. <laughs> and I remember it got patched out deliberately because it like involved clipping into a wall or something. And so, yeah, I feel like when, at least when I finished Dark Souls, like in watching speed runs, like all the speed runners are like Dark Souls parentheses 1.0 only. <laughs> like yeah. not doing anything else. <laughs> So it's like so interesting. It's like you're allowed as the developer to like create this thing and now they're thinking speedruns like exist and they're thinking about how to think about them. But at some point it's in our hands, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and at some point yeah. you have to let it let it go. Um, I think what's great about this game is it's both designed to be speedran, but also like the first playthrough of it ever is also really intriguing. So it's not yeah. just yeah. speedrunning, but it's a game that is probably great to speedrun. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like, and so like, cause like the first crop of games that were speedrun games were just normal games that only had a first fun time through and maybe like a secondary playthrough existence. And then there was like the speedrun games like that came out at some point, like this is for that. But no, this is like, they tried to make the first one like they tried to make a zelda which zeldas are great speedrun games but it's like they tried to make that but like and then maybe fine fine tune the speedrunning aspects of it to make it's it more cool. kind of conducive to be speedrun it's honestly cool this game feels like it knows so well what the people that love it love mm. like it feels so clearly it <laughs> understands speedrunning it understands zelda understands dark souls mechanics and understands and i would say okay like one one thing i wanted to mention about the dark souls aspect just because like apparently that's the only thing i can fucking talk about these days which is great it's a great role for me i feel happy to be here thank you um like thank my mom um but like but the thing is like it, those games actually have an element of this game in it in a different way in that like all of the items in dark souls have their names but then in Bloodborne, the like sister series, they all have different names, but they like almost all do the same thing. They just have different names that like fit that universe. And same with Elden Ring. They like have almost all the same items that do almost all the same things. They just have different names. That's why people say Bonfire or I don't even fucking know Grace. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And so like they change all those things, but like you are using your, your gamer instincts like, oh, that's the Estes flask. You know what I mean? Like you're right. sitting there doing that. And this game does that too. And it specifically plays off a lot of the Dark Souls ones too, which I think is just like a really cool like thing. You're like, oh, that's the red tear stone ring. It's just a talisman. And it looks like this, but it has a ring on it to reference that, even though it's a talisman, that's kind of cool. So yeah, there's a lot of like, I didn't like, know that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those references that I didn't get. Cause I haven't played Dark Souls. God damn, James, one day, bro. <laughs> it's such a hole in my gamer knowledge, you know? Yeah. Well, we're going to force Liza P on you soon. So 
there's that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, that's like, I don't know, playing Liza P without playing Dark Souls, you know, is, it's kind of a fun avoidance mechanism, right? Well, it'll be kind of a fun experiment to see how it lands for you. But I mean, so I played just... Elden Ring, you know, like. Right. I, I think Liza P is the most modern Dark Souls game that exists. Mm-hmm. Like, like Elden Ring's different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's its own thing, but. But yeah, so. I just, yeah, I would. I think at the beginning in this game, I wasn't sure if I like loved it myself personally. I think I have really like learned to really appreciate it as it's put all its pieces together, and I found sort of my peace with how I play it. Like I play it very blind, but I saw a bunch of the heroes' graves throughout the game, and I was like, I'm gonna need these eventually, and now where I am, I need them, and I'm just gonna go well. I didn't write that down, and I think I can accept looking this up. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I, and I'm like, will I walk into one hero's grave that probably I wasn't supposed to know how to get there? Maybe. Like, and maybe I'm okay with that because I've done really good so far, and we've enjoyed it really good so far. But my favorite part, though, is that because we've played this game so spread out, I mean, you guys tell me, but how painful is this game? We're talking about how joyous it is to play this in quick succession and to be thinking in your mind about all the different things you can be doing and to do like, you know, like Matt's probably doing the optimal way of like 10 days intense. <laughs> the opposite of this is playing most of the game three months ago feels like that might be the most painful experience <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it certainly wasn't the wisest decision of mine. I don't think <laughs> like, I think a lot of, because I know um, when I paused in December because, you know, holidays and stuff came up, um, I was about to fight the librarian, the green key boss. Um, like, I was at his doorstep, essentially. Mm. I saw him, like, in my last encounter, like, didn't really learn any patterns, and I had to put it down, and the holidays happened. So I, like, hadn't picked up the game for months. And so, yeah, pick it back up, and I have to, like, relearn combat on the fly a little bit. Like, thankfully, all that really entailed for me was, like, going into the overworld and just kind of, like, reacquainting myself, rebinding some buttons to, like, stuff that mimics Dark Souls for the most part, so I don't, like, completely uh, miskey miss or anything like that. Um, or, like, you know, fat finger anything. And, uh... I mean, it was it was just a little rough. I think the roughest part, though, is like accidentally rediscovering the stuff I already knew about being like, oh, right. There's a secret passageway this way that gets you here or like with an open chest. Have I like, gone this me. Way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of it is just stumbling into an area being like, oh, new area. Oh, the chest is open. Fuck, I've been here. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. It's like it's like that gamer aspect of like, okay, I come to a crossroads, I can go left, I can go straight, I can go right, and then you get incredible anxiety, and then you go right, and it's a dead end, you go, thank fucking God, because now you're like, okay, I can go straight, or I can go left, and you're like, which one of these, and you start going straight, and you're like, ooh, this feels like it could be progression, and then you fall back, and you're like, okay, like, what if I go left, and it's a dead end, and you're like, oh, thank God, and now you're like, <laughs> down to one, it's like the second you wait for three months, you're like... Did I cross this one off? Like you have to go right and left everywhere right. again, and you're like, no, well, what happened? <laughs> um, exactly. 
And there's so yeah, do not recommend doing that. Highly recommend like if you can swing it, doing something like what Matt does, or even James for that matter. Like James, you've been playing playing it on a pretty like consistent enough basis. Well, I did for a while, Probably. and then I got to the final boss, and then I put it down for like a week and a half. Um, <laughs> and now I'm struggling. <laughs> uh. The final boss is pretty hard. Wow. I'm scared as fuck. Can't James wait. is so good, bro. This is not good news for us. Like, <laughs> yeah, Matt beating him Matt. Is, like a, is like a shining hope, but like... Matt, you, you, would you agree with me the final boss is pretty hard? Or am I just bad at this boss? Um, It definitely is hard. Yeah. I think I had saved up some uh, some items that I just hadn't been using. And so I was able to beat the final in less tries than some of the other bosses because i wasn't using any like extra stuff for them now right. imagine if you don't use items because you don't yeah remember <laughs> that they exist <laughs> yeah without items definitely really hard <laughs> okay so what you're telling me to do is use items <laughs> got yeah, it perfect. <laughs> yeah. and in fact even the manual suggests use items in this really hilarious way have you guys seen that where it goes like use bombs and you're like hmm, i don't want to <laughs> i guess i'll use I don't the do last that. time i used a bomb i got the achievement of froze yourself because i used a freeze bomb and then just standing right on top of it and just froze nice. myself and I died yeah yeah mccoy did that yesterday when he was playing and i was like you know i don't think i had that achievement <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think i had that achievement either um i have a plus three on my firecrackers though yeah uh which is pretty cool but i don't know i tried them against the final boss and it didn't feel very effective hmm. <laughs> so i gave up on using items <laughs> that's fair yeah i think like it's really interesting because like there are definitely fights where you have so many things in your toolkit, it can be really easy to like get consumed by the consumables and the yeah. wands and the, all the different things you can do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, hey man, play it clean. Like, yeah. play like your back's against the wall and you'll win. Um, maybe that switches for the final boss, I don't know. But like definitely like the, um, the blue hexagon boss, for example. To me, yeah. I was like, keep it, keep it simple. Um, you know what I mean? Just like play. Yeah, that's clean. a hard boss. That was a hard boss. Um, and so for that, for me, like we had f seen him the night before, and then I just woke up with like the fire. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> like normally I have like a morning routine of like do this and then that and then go for a walk and then like stretch and then like exercise and then I was just like, no, I will bite this, this morning. We dine on blood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, like I definitely yeah, had to put the controller down at one point fighting the uh, the rat boss. Mm -hmm. I was Which like, one is the I rat boss? that's the, the blue, that, that's the blue one. key. Blue one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to put this down. <laughs> yeah. I was getting real triggered, especially because I thought that some of like the earlier mini bosses in that section were the main boss. Right. And I was like, it's a it's a hard area leading it up. Was, to yeah, it, that was sure. a hard area. Really yeah. hard beautiful yeah. cool wonderful mysterious crazy lore heavy yeah. but hard mm -hmm. yeah like but actually i think a lot of the bosses like up and, well okay the first thing 
major early spoilers that I was like, it's the first thing I scan when I watch someone playing this game is I just look and I'm like, have you figured out how to level up? Because if not, you are in trouble. Like it is, <laughs> it is not chill. Um, and I think you pretty much have to. Um, and they are substantial. Like they are notable. So yeah. it's like some of the bosses early, I felt like you could just, I don't want to say level up enough. And then with the resources available, like if you were diligent enough, which is another rewarding for being diligent, looking at nooks and crannies and stuff. It's like you would get strong and you could like, if you kept the aggression on, on some of these bosses, you could kind of, it's not cheese them, but, but you could like make them run scared in a way. Mm -hmm. And the rat King is not like that. Like you do not get to just go aggressive in his face and just own that guy. You have to play the sequence. You have to hit your dodges or use the blocks or whatever. And it's hard and the perspective occasionally fucks you like where you'll like he's that jumping attack where like he lands and then it like that square emanates out from him and you gotta dodge over that and there are certain places he'll land where you're like i don't know how i'm supposed to dodge that like just like <laughs> like that's just damage right there and when that happens to me that's when my mental starts to like go it's like oh, what was i supposed to do I'm like, what was I supposed to do right. there? And she's like, you're still in the fight. I'm like, no, what was I supposed to I'm like, turning away from them. No, like, I know there was, like, plenty of times with that. Like, he would do the square, I would dodge over the square, and then, like, think I was at a good distance to, like, get three hits off or something, and, like, my sword would just whiff in front of his face, and then he'd just kick me oh, away. Oh, God. And I'd be like, the kick. The kick. Whenever I was getting into trouble... In boss fights, it was usually because I was trying to spam too yes. many potions in a row and mm. get punished for it, and basically like completely undo the potions I had just yes. like tried to consume. Yeah. Yes, that was like whenever I got to that point, it was like okay, it's it's time to put the controller down for a bit. <laughs> yeah, because that's a real <laughs> tilter when you're trying. So that that I describe that concept as you're on the back foot. Yeah. When the boss puts you on the back foot and then you want to back away, then they start to do their ranged sequences if they have them, which sometimes are very punish. I'm talking in, in, shotgun. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and in fact, just like honestly, like that. So that's a very Dark Souls thing. Like yeah. sometimes the right way to heal is to be in their face still. Yeah. It's just to heal right during your attack sequences. And, and sometimes it's the right move is to run away and to heal. But it just depends on what they're going to do. And there have been certain really famous uh, famous bosses throughout the years where the second you get far away from them, they just start dive bombing you. <laughs> like insane, doing insane shit. And so the second you get scared, you will never like get on the, the right foot again. Um, so I don't know if that's exactly this, but it's just it's just a principle that I feel like is sort of in these combat systems. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean not that you can really chill next to that guy necessarily because his swipes sometimes are so fast and everyone's on a hill overlay two not just like the sequence that does two swipes one two but rather like he'll do a sequence and you'll be like cool that time where i'm supposed to hit him and then he'll just do another sequence and you'll be like wasn't that my damage window wasn't that i was supposed to be able to hit you <laughs> fine i'm fine um yeah yeah absolutely like it's but it's just it's just, I think that one, I, okay, that boss in particular, right, that boss seemed pretty hard. Like, if you're not, and it's it's pretty far in the game, but if you're not, like, we're all, we're all gamers here, right? But if you're not a gamer, that boss seems fucking hard. Like, 
doesn't it? Like, if you're not keying into, like, what are his animations, how do I play them? Like, if you're not, if you're not having that lesson, like, the initial sort of, like, skill I think I think you kind of have to learn that on the way. Like, I feel like a non-gamer who had gotten to that point in the game would be figuring this shit out. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't even get that far. Yeah. Without that. I honestly thought the red key boss was maybe a little bit like heart or I guess more annoying for me only because it's like you had to get underneath him to like really do some damage mm. hmm. and hmm. the running mechanic in this game where you have to roll first and then hold it to run mm. um I just I found myself like just exhausting myself a lot just mm. trying to get up to him and then he like leaps away like halfway across the arena i'm like no come back <laughs> no <laughs> like yeah. yeah i was almost there <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of um kind of so in the the example i'm going to use is in world of warcraft so All right. in some <laughs> cases like you can mount up right but mounting up mm. has like a two second cast time but it doubles your speed. But if it's like a certain distance away, sometimes taking that two seconds to mount up takes longer than just like running there with no speed increase. And it kind of feels like that. There's like certain distances in Tunic where it's faster to just walk with without running than it is to mm-hmm. like roll and then hold down and run. Mm-hmm. I think M- like, McCoy kind of had that yes. yesterday where he was trying to dodge like repetitive uh, attacks that, and he was rolling, consuming all of his stamina when he yep. could have just like walked and dodged everything. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the difference between consuming all your stamina and not is everything. <laughs> like, cause like if it turns out like that's one of the sort of quote hidden mechanics of this game, question mark. And it's not like dark souls and it's not like Zelda is that when you're out of stamina, you take more damage. Like you are just more <laughs> vulnerable. Not only are do your rolls suck, not only do you not get the iframes, but you get slapped. So you've like really put yourself in a bad situation. And so me thinking that I need to roll out of all of these things over and over and over and over again and thinking, God, what are they gonna lay up? Um was really fucking me. And it led to a quick demise. And uh yeah, that was devastating. And Matt was like, I think you can walk it. And I was like, interesting. And then it was just like, I just walked out of it. And it was the same thing, except I was just walking perpetually out of everything, waiting for the opening. And the difference was stark. <laughs> it was stark. <laughs> In fact, Matt, you witnessed, I think, what I would like to say is a large triumph for me, which is to say that there was a sequence in this game that was long, and I won't talk too much about it, Um, but there was fights you have to take Mm -hmm, and you have to take mm -hmm. many fights and i um got all the way to the end of an incredibly long and well-fought sequence and then literally choked at the very end (laughs) and died and it was so painful you're like oh this last one is easy oh no i died (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm literally like looking at Elena and she's looking at me like, cause she's like excited to see like, does the mental break? Cause like Matt's watching, right? <laughs> so like, that's added like, does the mental break? I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, I can't tilt because I have, first of all, it's kind of late. We're almost like ready to go to bed too. Yeah. But I had just 
pieced apart the whole sequence, really scienced it out, had my strategy. It worked to a T. I did everything right except for the last sequence, which was supposed to be I had chosen the easiest one, and it owned me. Just destroyed me, deleted me. And I was like, what? Why? It wasn't like this the first time. (sighs) And then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I could just feel the mindset slipping, and I'm like, McCoy, listen. You just have to go back in there. And did I not just go back you in did. there? You oh, did. You recovered beautifully. That's what I was proud of. I was like, listen, I know it's really embarrassing. That's why I, I talked about this as one of my, my highlights. Was not because I <laughs> the highlight was me dying at the final hurdle by just full choking. But rather, having that happen and then move forward. <laughs> I think is the... Because <laughs> I was like... Now, if only we can have you apply that in CTF during Halo. Hey, hey, you come at me. You come at me. <laughs> Oh my god. You mean to come at Gabe, but he's just not here. That's bullshit, man. That's fucking... Right, you're my punching bag now. <laughs> That's unfair. I, I have occasionally broken mindset and I do the thing that Zoe also does where like I'll be like, We'll get him, guys, and he just tilts everyone in a <laughs> But you do it doesn't. so much more than Zoe does. I do. <laughs> but it's like I hope people understand it's me trying to convince myself first. Like I'm not Yeah, but it's tilt actively everyone. tilting the whole group. <laughs> There was um for the last ETF we played or the last um Halo we played, there was or maybe the time before the last, not important, there was many multiple instances where we got flags all the way to the final. I mean we're talking oh my feet, god inches. Like oh my and then god. all died. Like ghost splattered seven people. Like you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> And we lost it. Like, we went into overtime once on when we were just guaranteed to win and just playing defense to play it out. Yeah. Like, we had, I think we were up, like, 2-0 or something. And it something. feels so good to be the other team doing that. I mean, doing that to the yes. other team. But it feels so bad. <laughs> Dude, every once in a while, <clears throat> you can feel the excitement that they are feeling on your failure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you know, if it's us, we're like, yeah, let's go. Let's take these guys in overtime. They ain't shit. Like, you know, it's like, you thought you could finish the game, Team Abby, one more time. We're in overtime. You know, right? That shit, that's what they're doing. But you are just fully silent. And you just, <laughs> we can do this, guys. <laughs> yeah. Keep it together. <laughs> it was, and I remember one time I literally was like, okay, it's just overtime. We can do this. That didn't feel good, but... And then I just trail off, and I'm literally having, like, fucking nom flashbacks of the flag, <laughs> like, just sliding up to the diamond, but not making it. And I'm just sitting there going, like, yeah, that was really bad. That was every, really fucking... <laughs> every time I hear McCoy say something like that, my mental was totally fine until he says this. <laughs> and then, and then yes. my brain just says, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my brain is just like gg go next like this game is done <laughs> yeah a couple sessions ago i just like snapped at mccoy i'm like the only reason we're tilting is because you're saying we're tilting <laughs> i know well because that was the really famous one where i actually did just break i actually just broke it was something like okay elena this was the one where you drove the warthog into the pit right and then you were yelling at me because I should have been the one driving. Right. And you had told but me no, this. no, no. So so that that's a little bit of an unfair series of events. Okay. Elena says, I can't drive. You drive. I'll take the flag. You say, no, I have the flag. You're driving. 
Elena's like, this is stupid. You're like, just go. She goes. She fucks it up because she's not good at driving. Yep. <clears throat> you know, very self-aware. Respect that. And then you just burst into laughter. <laughs> well, because you gotta understand. No, right? no, 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 no. Hold on. I know you, what you're saying, you James. You very, you, you know, <laughs> very disrespectfully burst into laughter. I couldn't help it. You shouldn't have seen it, brother. And by the way, he did later because after that, he goes, Elena, I'll give you a second chance. Why don't you drive? <laughs> they both drove it right after in the same way. I told him we weren't going to make it. I was totally cool with not making it. Yeah, James was totally the, fine. The big oh. issue with that was that McCoy burst into laughter again. Well, <laughs> because I got to see your names go into the pit. It's specifically James's name just like slide into the fucking see, nothingness. If, we, if, if it was just me and Elena in the call, I would have been like, did you feel like we were going fast enough at this point to make it? <laughs> because... <laughs> because my internal speed speedometer was saying we're going nowhere near fast enough. <laughs> and I would have tried to use it as a teaching moment of like understanding like the, the physics of the game. But we were in a group call with like 11 people. And yeah. so and it I'm wasn't really the time for that. <laughs> But you gotta understand, right? The reason why, so in my head, and it's these are snap moment decisions, right? You gotta move quick. You cannot sit there and just allow the game to go down. But now you can now, and I will say, just just to Atlanta's credit here, taking one moment to do the right play instead of the absolute fastest play is almost always right. I will yes. say that. Um it's it's like if you have the flag and you're you're driving the warthog, you don't need to whip it as fast as possible. You do need to get out of the danger fast, but then you need to really not crash is actually your priority. Because if you crash, you lose. And if you go a little slower but don't crash, you probably stand a chance to to live. But what made me laugh so hard is because when she was like, yo, yo, switch the because the sequence is better. Like, I'm sitting there going, like, I can get the flag really quickly and I just get in the passenger seat. It's a straight shot for me. And then all you have to do, because the Warthog is literally spawned pointing at this gap you have to jump over. The sequence to get over the gap is W. <laughs> and look at the gap. And so like I'm thinking like, okay, I know you say you're bad at driving, but surely you can hold W and look at the gap. And then we just start going. And I'm like, this is not, hold I don't know what you're doing. Are you holding the handbrake? What is happening? Because because you literally it's just go forward it's not like it's not like there's yeah i don't know there's something to it that of like learning like the first time i tried to jump that gap i failed it and i don't know you know um sure. yeah but but specifically this warthog spawn is pointed at that and if you just hold w it literally gets you over the jump and there is like this laser that you have to dodge and that's the added difficulty, but there wasn't the laser. Like it wasn't like we died to the laser. Damn. It was literally like as if like Elena hadn't taken the parking brake off and we just went like f seven miles per hour, just like at this giant jump. And we're all sitting there like, Elena, Elena go faster. Like, Elena, please. It's like that Tina fucking from Bob's Burgers and like, like just, uh, like Elena, just, just go fast. Hold up. Uh, <laughs> just so anyways uh, steering right way. into the one other car in the parking lot <laughs> exactly at one mile so, per hour so you know the moral of the story is that um that shit's ridiculous um and it was fun but 
yeah like that the mindset thing i don't know it's it's it is i've played so many like like hardcore ass video games whether they be single player ones i would consider this one to be potentially hardcore i don't know if it's quite as hardcore as the dark souls is but it's not easy um and they all are about mindset i think they're all about like can you like lock in can you put the controller down at the right time can you do these sorts of things and and so i pride myself on mindset and then sometimes in halo i just break dude like yeah like and and the reason why i broke for this one by the way just to complete the story is because then elena right after i'm laughing uncontrollably she gets actually mad like not like i've never been so mad at you publicly in my entire life that's what i mean it's not like <laughs> that is the most mad i've ever been at you <laughs> i know and i could feel this and so like you like so elena actually loses it like like literally is actually mad and i like look over and i'm like oh she's actually mad and i try to explain so then so then i try to defend you for the next piece right because then i was like well you see what you gotta understand she goes Oh, you don't understand shit. And I'm like, Elena, I'm defending you. And she goes, No, shut the fuck up. So then I'm like sitting there like, oh, um And so then I'm sitting there and so then I realize that if I say anything, even if it's positive, I'm now gonna tilt Elena off the face of the planet and she needs a, a, a you know, she's have a fair shot at coming back to Earth, right? So then I shut the fuck up for real. I just stop talking and I just start playing. And then I start tilting because, it, it, I don't know if you've met me, but if I can't talk, it's a difficult experience <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so then then she actually recovers, which was impressive, honestly. Recovers, and then I cannot after the sequence of not talking for that long. So then I start saying shit like, yeah, like, we're going to do it, guys. <laughs> and then, and then or like or like... Yeah, like we're not tilting, guys. Like we're totally not tilting. And then Matt's like, "Dude, McCoy, shut the fuck! <laughs> Only you are tilting." Like, what's up? So that's that's literally like that whole sequence, and it was just so embarrassing. And I walked away from that just being like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> so embarrassed. But here we are. So, goddamn. Yeah, in terms of like game difficult game difficulty, we were talking. James was saying whether like uh this is a game we could recommend to a like a new player. I feel like my or like a new video game player. I feel like my litmus test for new video game player is terrible because Yuka has not played a lot of games, but then every game she plays, she picks up like incredibly quickly. So mm-hmm. like we played Cuphead. Right. And she was carrying me. Basically. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, it's like a notoriously difficult game. Yeah, and Matt, by the way, I saw this quality when we were playing Elden Ring with her. She was just like so like in her own, immersed in her own like style of solving the game, which was I think pretty unique because she was like sitting there above the boss fight shooting arrows and shit. And I'm just like, damn, that's like an ingenious strategy. Like it's like as a Dark Souls player, I'm like, well, that's not going to be as efficient because they, they don't love arrows in this game the way that you wish they did in other games. Um, but I'm just sitting there going like, but like, but though the like ingenuity of that, of like being totally safe, shooting some shit, like using items, rolling around, <laughs> and then also, Matt, I gotta say this: the funniest shit ever is the fact that you, the veteran gamer, in your <laughs> Elden Ring duo combo, you're doing range from the back while you're making her do like the complex dodge sequences. <laughs> I'm doing the the Kamehameha build, just like. <laughs> But the thing is, I was watching, I was like, dude, she's actually, like, hitting some dodges? Like, okay, well, fucking, here we are. <laughs> like, Yeah, you see, my 
my mindset in every game is how do I build for the most damage possible? <laughs> <laughs> a DPS at heart, dude. A true DPS. You were just a DPS sometimes healing. You're like, I'm healing damage. It's just the other way. Yes. It's just the other direction. Well, that's what you need it. to do. Yes. So that's so that's actually interesting. It's it's a really cool quality. I didn't know there was like so many games, but it kind of makes sense. Like carrying a cup, it's got to be insane. Like yeah. So like while I was playing Tunic, I was like, oh yeah, I feel like this is a game that Yuka would love. But I also mm-hmm. think that's like a bad litmus test because she, I think, would be good enough to not get frustrated with it. Is it a mindset thing? Do you think, or is it like she just? Like, because she's pretty new to games, right? Like, how, how, you know, everybody, I think this is, like, talk about, like, everyone, I think, if you've been gaming long enough, has the experience of how do I properly introduce someone that I care about to games? How do I do the runway right? Yeah. And Matt, I noticed you specifically spend a lot of time going down tiers-wise and playing, like, easier games, like, with her. I mean, it sounds like she picked it up really quick, but it wasn't, like you know hey jump into like fucking the hardest shit in the world in two seconds um it was like you being like all right like i am going to take a small break from the most hardcore shit like it wasn't like hey play overwatch with me yeah like, i'm at the fuck you know we, we we were playing like uh like yoshi and kirby and games like that <clears throat> but mm-hmm. i don't know she just like but kind I'm of just... naturally i she did play games when she was uh growing up so Mm. it's not like she never played a game before but she hadn't played like for you know in college or like as a working adult Mm -hmm. but she just picked it up really quickly and uh now i don't really have to think about like is this game too hard (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah it's just I think, like I mean, I think a lot of it also is like most games are achievable, are are completable by by most everybody. It's just like why are you playing the game? Are you playing the game to win or are you playing the game to improve? You know? Mm-hmm. And if you're playing a game to win, then you're gonna get frustrated by losing. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're playing the game to improve, then you're going to see losing as a minor setback, you know. Or, or proof that you, you know, there's still more for you to play. Yeah, mindset is so huge when you're just starting. Like, it's so huge. And, like, you can look at us like veteran gamers and we're, like, basically broken by, like, <laughs> just, like... We get tilted like, at I, the smallest thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like, the amount of years of Counter-Strike where I was, like, the strongest mindset person in a sea of just, like, fucking disaster mindsets and that, like, how valuable that was. And now I just sit there and I'm like, I cannot believe how fast I just broke right there. What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was definitely a turning point at some point, and I think it was while we were still playing called uh, while we were still playing CS:GO. <laughs> we're like we're just early switched. on. You're like, all right, we're gonna like do all this prep, and and you were always really nice and calms, even when people are like being jerks. And then I played with you like six months after that, and you were just like in- encouraging toxicity. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> well so every i think if people play with me long enough like i still mostly am positive and i still mostly have those qualities but dude matt you've seen it in the trajectory of like because when matt's talking about he's played games with me like back like way back i think like starcraft co-op and shit like that like it's like it's like or even just like 
two people watching one yeah like i definitely was way like calmer and way chiller and then i think at some point like i don't know what it is exactly like whether or not like the tilt like got to me or whether or not it's just that there are certain instances i learned a different play but every once in a while if you play with me long enough you will have an instance where i just like I put someone in their fucking place. And like, should I have? Was there a better play? Was there a nicer play? But they say some super mean shit. And I'm just like, you know what? No. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, God. And they just like look at me like, oh, this person's insane. And I'm just like, no, you don't get to fucking say that. That person is trying their absolute hardest. What the fuck are you doing? You're trying to break their mindset just so that we can all lose. Like, that's a great team play. And they look at me like, oh, God. Oh, God. He's tilting and he has logic. Like, this is not. I don't want to be here anymore. Um. And so I feel like it's interesting. I've I've charted my mindset a lot, and I don't know. It's a really interesting conversation. I definitely still try to keep it up, but it's it's also changed too with like my perspective of like how hard I try. Like if I'm trying really hard, then I think I'm like opening myself up to like like almost like an infinite chasm of wanting to try to like get us over the finish line, and sometimes it's just not possible. Like if you're playing a big team, there's eleven other people. Like some of them are randoms. Like there's just it does. I could try infinite hard, and I wouldn't win some of those games. But I think those situations is like, it's interesting. Like, how do I survive in that? I don't know. It's an open question. Right in if you no. <laughs> um, <laughs> what tilts you? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what do you have for breakfast? Respond that should to this be Twitter the Spotify Q and A. There we are. <laughs> what tilts you when McCoy rants for a really long time on this <clears throat> podcast? Well, you've gone to the wrong podcast, my friend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot about mindset. Actually, I don't know like where to take mm. it exactly, other than just yeah, it's interesting over the years how it's changed, and it really depends on like what I expect out of people. And I think it's the same with Gabe. So watching Gabe's tilting patterns is kind of I think explains a lot where. He doesn't tilt at the games where we just, like, lose. I mean, sometimes he does, especially if he does really well. Like, if he kills, like, 30 people and he feels like, God damn, like, where is my teammates? Could anyone else have done something that'll tilt him? But usually he only tilts at the ones that were really close. Like, which it secretly means, like, you were doing really well as a team. Because you, you were playing a competitive game. You got it close. In order to get it close, you have to be playing well. Um, or at least you have to be, like, in the game. I guess they could also be equally throwing, but that's, like not usually happening um but those are the ones that break him he I also do wonder he if also tilts at the ones where he gets the flag 75 percent of the way back to the base and then one of us runs over him with a car and then <laughs> and then the enemy team recovers their flag and then we lose he tilts at those ones too <laughs> And I think that's unreasonable. Yeah, like that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, wait, like, should he be calm and peaceful in that scenario, or do you think it's justified you know, that I he gets run over game. by his teammates? Yo, three, four, three, get at me! I think they need to make a bumper sticker that says "Student Driver." <laughs> that's what I want for my warthog. Is I want a bumper sticker that says "Student Driver." So I like when I run fire. over Gabe. That's yeah, actually really fire. It's like an extra Such a good decal idea. you can add on. Yeah, yeah, Love it. absolutely. Because, like, the one that, by the way, the one that James is referencing, he not only got run over by one person, he got bounced between two cars. <laughs> he got killed on both sides. Like, his his lifeless body with the flag <laughs> bounced between two vehicles that are both ours trying to help him. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> so bad. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, you know, that's pretty joyous. Um, yeah. 
Speaking of pretty joyous, I, maybe I this do want to. Our... I do want to oh, really God. quick hop back to Tunic and ask about Please. which. Do you want to talk about the game we yeah, played yeah, this yeah. week, James? I, wow. I had one little thing that I had forgotten until just now that I wanted to ask you guys about, which was Perfect. which magic items are you guys using? Mm. I have been using the um. Well, let's see the. I don't know if it, I, I guess it counts, but like the, the grapple shot is just kind of like my main, yeah. I guess my main go-to. Yeah. Um, I know because there's like another save in the game that like launches after a bit. I know there's an hourglass that I haven't found in my playthrough, so I, I don't um, know that. Um, I don't know but either. if it's not that, then it's usually just like the fire wand that I just do for chip damage. Mm-hmm. Like the green key boss, like that was... Almost all just me pew pewing at him for the most part with that uh, um with that magic item um i i I think the the ice crystal's a little too slow, even when I pick up the talisman that you know quickens the wind up. I don't like that one, and the shotgun is ass, and I hate it so I'm never use <laughs> all it. right, take that shotgun. I, I, I think th- it was because I just used it for the blue boss. I like tried to shoot him, and then he shot me with his <laughs> shotgun, and I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like your shotgun's a lot stronger than mine. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Red team range on that one. I yeah, for real almost never use the ice dagger just because it doesn't feel mm. like it leads to much damage. Like it freezes yeah. them for like maybe three sword hits, but then I could have just landed three sword hits. Yeah, usually, yeah. and I it's like it's, a um, ton of mana. Yeah, it is. I think it's very specifically for like increasing a damage window. So it's like they do their move that's punishable. Like they do their three swipes, one, two, three, and then you go in, and then you take your damage, and then they're about to start their like move that would normally hit you. And if you can get that into the sequence, then you freeze them there, right? And then you hit them for another damage sequence. And yeah, then you can freeze them. So I think, but even you can I use mean, it to interrupt. That's true. I think yeah, if they I made think... it just like a little bit longer, so you could get like four sword hits in or something, then that mm-hmm. would like maybe make it feel more worth it. But mm-hmm. I'd rather yeah, use it, like but... I actually use the shotgun a good amount, but mm-hmm. mostly I think it does have a pretty high cost, so. If you can use it on enemies that are going to drop magic, then that's kind of like the best time. That's when I would use it. Mm. Mm. And then occasionally the the fire wand can help with like flying enemies and things. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with all that. I think the pull is really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's both. <clears throat> it's both just like how do you not have that on your hotbar because of like the traversal in the world. It just feels right. like. It just lives there. And it's like so good against almost all enemies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can interrupt and them, even you can pull them. Bosses. Yeah. Enemies with shields, yeah. Yeah. It it's just like there's so there's so many different enemies that are super fucking annoying, like the crows or whatever, that you're just like, get over here. And it's like it just it adds such an excellent element to the to the fighting. Where you're like because for example, like one of the things that I was doing a lot was like during the blue key boss, it's like he does his um, like he does a move 
you dodge it, you get over to him, you hit him twice. And then because of the way like your attack pattern works, it's like one, two, three lunge poke that has like a long recovery. Yeah. And so like a lot of this game is here to punish you for doing that. A lot of this game is like that one's not safe, dog. That one's long. It's it it's like it moves really far. You probably hit them. There's a lot of enemies which that actually kills in a really great way when they're trying to run away. Um, but bosses that aren't gonna kill, it's like they really want you to hit like one, two, then think about it. And even like one, two, pause, one, two is like probably better than the one, two, three. <clears throat> um and so it's like one, two. Then they go for the kick, which you then roll. Then you do another one, two. Then they go for another move. You roll that. You roll that one, two. Then they like jump away from you and you're like, no, and you pull them back. And then you're like one, two. And it's like, so it just creates this like really excellent, like aggressive sequence that like the second they disengage from you or like they successfully kick you, for example, because you didn't dodge it. Then you're like, yeah, fuck it. Never mind. Even though you kicked me, I'm grabbing you back. So I just like. I love that thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. I love you can't no, you can't get away from me. I love it dearly. Um and then the last one's kind of rotating for me. Like what I need. Maybe it's maybe it's a freeze bomb, maybe it's like yeah, maybe it's usually the wand. I like the wand, but I try not to rely on it, but I like to like last hit something that's running away with the wand. You know? Yeah. Like you're done. Um Yeah. What about you, James? Um, I rolled for like 90% of the game with, um, wand and, um, hookshot. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I I never really used my items because I was like, these two things plus my sword are like good enough. (laughs) Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I've been thinking about trying other things out. Uh, in the final hour, I've been thinking about using the um, hourglass, mm-hmm. um, which I I don't know. I didn't realize that that was a thing that you could miss. <laughs> I yeah. Is it early, that's James? Cool. Uh, I I don't even remember where no. I got it. I don't think it is early. I think it's... I forget exactly what, what the order was that I got it in, but it was one of the later items I got. Okay. Interesting. I think it I might have been one, one of the one earlier one. ones that I got. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. And this is a question we don't have the answer to, but how linear these items are to pick mm-hmm. up, and like we don't really, we don't really know. Because yeah. I'm sitting here thinking in my head, like, I bet you I haven't gotten there yet because I think I've gotten most of my stuff, and yet I don't know that to be true. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's once just I, how it once I got out. the hook shot, I like never really <laughs> played with any of the other things that used mana. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't I didn't really experiment much, but I wonder if um, there's a use yeah. case for the stick after you get. I've been the thinking sword. the same thing. <laughs> Thinking the same thing. Like I wonder I if it lights on fire or that. something. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I kind of doubt it. To open up secret passageways, the stick is the answer. You have to equip it and hit it with the stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
is this a just, Zoe theory or a real thing in the game? It's a Zoe theory. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> it was also a James theory for a while, and I hit a bunch of things, and then I was like, this does not feel like it's ever going to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. You've saved me two hours of my day. Thank you, James. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but that just means that you're not going to find the one thing that you hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think what's going to happen with that is I'm going to eventually when I am done, I, I said this today, I was like, I am not going to get everything in this game before I put it down. Mm-hmm. That is just the reality yeah. of the circumstance. But I am going to be excited for this experience once I put it down. And I will do my best to like, you know, get as much as I can. Um, once I do put it down, though, I will find out what you can do and go, huh. <laughs> and I accept that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Neat. <laughs> yeah cool you can do that so i kind I of like wonder like, that. like what like when i beat it like what percentage of completion i got to because i think i found a lot of stuff but my item levels are like massively different so like between themselves so i wonder if i missed a whole bunch of things like stats like upgrade, you mean? yeah upgrade stats wise like one of them is seven and then the other ones are like three or four i want to say yeah i feel like yeah i mean i don't know i would say this might be a game that you want to fully complete yeah Hmm. interesting Hmm. Hmm. and it might not (laughs) (laughs) well not you (laughs) yeah yeah I'll excuse well, myself from that it's, one. It's a little bit like uh, Mass Effect 2, how James let every crew member die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, can we, can we just lightly talk about the fact that, like, as you progress in this game, you just get this horrifying feeling in the back of your mind that you were just destroying everything great about the world? I feel like we should talk about that next week. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> There's some real demonic noises when you're moving obelisks and shit like this. Mm-hmm. all right we can talk about that another time yeah i think we might have done it that's a pretty decent first yeah. section yeah agreed it's a so cool we're game. gonna do our best to uh well we're we're gonna finish it by next week and hopefully by next week we'll be able to talk about it or some of us will be stuck on the final boss and then just sit here yeah. being like and like watch a play grumble, grumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's the thing right like we like i love skill expression games but i i do every once in a while look at them and go like i hope i can beat this like it's like a different thing like if it was just me alone and i was like this is bullshit man and i put it down i wouldn't have to face the fact that like i have to show up to a recording (laughs) and get shamed for not winning yeah exactly like if everyone completes but me like you think i'm gonna like sleep that night no way like i'll be in the dm for fucking counter-strike for fucking six hours like that one time when we came back from really rusty from halo mm-hmm, dude mm-hmm. after that motherfuckers were training like i like people were like mm-hmm. out there like looking up exercises um to, you know people doing their wrist stretches and shit you know like real gamers like sitting out there like fucking it was after like, that that we did some twos right mccoy yeah because we were both like holy shit <laughs> Dude, James, that was really fun. I want to do more twos. Oh, man, twos are awesome. Yeah, like twos was so fun that like I had the classic. It's the same thing we have with eights and big team, where like because then Brian and Gabe hit us up, being like, "Yo, let's play fours," and I was like, "I do want to play with you guys." And it was actually really fun playing fours with them. 
and yeah. I was happy with it. But I was like, but you don't understand how good twos is though. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to do anything else. Like, I was like, for sure on an off day that day though. I felt like I would consistently go like three and sixteen and we would win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason why, James, is because you were tired. And so maybe we yeah. put you to bed. That's what I say. Listen, yeah. let's get let's out of here. But thank you. Get out of here. Yeah. 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 All right. Matt, we also do something a little bit different at the end here before you hit the stop button. Clap syncing? <laughs> we do a, cl- a clap outro. Indeed. All right. You're a pro. All right. We'll do a clap outro in three, two, one.